Father, we thank you and we honor you today. We give you all the glory and all the adoration. In Jesus' name we pray. Give the Lord a big hand of praise, somebody. Come on, Orlando Stadium, let's hear you shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Before, before, before you sit down, before Redula Mofati, why don't you go to about 10 people, give them a high five and say, hello, God's image. It's so good to see you, God's image. It's so wonderful to see you, God's image. Hallelujah. Tell them, hello, God's image. It's so good to see you, God's image. It's so wonderful to see you, God's image. John chapter 4. I'm going to read only a few verses. You can read it from verse 1 to verse 42. And I want to give the title this morning, A Step into Hope. I'm reading John chapter 4, verse 1. The Pharisees heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more followers than John. Although Jesus himself did not baptize people, but his followers did. Jesus knew that the Pharisees had heard about him. So he left Judea. Somebody say he left Judea. Oh, I can't hear you. Say he left Judea. He left Judea and went back to Galilee. But on the way, he had to go through the country of Samaria. Somebody say he had to go. Say it again. He had to go. He had to go. One more time. Look at your neighbor who's not saying anything and say, neighbor, Jesus had to go. It says he had to go through Samaria. Remember that. It says in Samaria, Jesus came to the town called Sychar, which is near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus was tired from his long trip. So he sat down beside the well. It was about 12 o'clock noon. It was around this time, just 30 minutes from now. When a Samaritan woman came to the well to get some water, Jesus said to her, please give me to drink. This happened while Jesus' followers were in town. They had gone to buy chicken liquor. Ah, no, sorry. They had gone to buy some food. Hey, ask this. The woman said, I'm surprised that you're asking drink from me since I, you are a Jewish man and I am a Samaritan woman. Jewish people are not friends with Samaritans. Verse 10, Jesus said, If you only knew the free gift of God, and who is it that is asking you for water, you, have, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Can I hear an amen in this place? This story talks to all of us. No matter who we are, 
we see ourselves in this story. And I love this story because we see Jesus dealing with problems that are problems in this time. Is describing a woman here who was facing a life of disappointment. Maybe you are here today, this morning, and your life has been one disappointment after another. Things don't work for you. Things are not going well for you. Maybe you are here today, you came hoping to hear something different. You came hoping that somehow God will touch your life and change your life. I want you to know you are not wrong. God knows about you. God is aware of you. And God knows about your disappointment. We are reading about a woman who was facing a life of discrimination. Maybe you are here, you are discriminated against. There are people who don't want to have anything to do with you. Maybe they are calling you names. Maybe because you've contracted some incurable disease, people don't even want to come close to you. Maybe because you did some wrong things in your life, even if you are sorry for what you did. Even if you are trying to correct your wrongs, but somehow people still label you. Because we live in a world that puts labels on us. We live in a world that doesn't forgive us for the wrongs that we have done. But I'm here to tell you today, you've come to the right place. Because there's a God in heaven who knows how to forgive those who have done wrong. This woman was facing the life of loneliness and bitterness. But in the midst of this life, she came face to face with Jesus. And when she came face to face with Jesus, she took a step into hope. I'm believing today that you also will take a step into hope. We've been praying for weeks now that somehow today you will have an encounter that will turn your life around. And so the Bible tells us this woman was in a place called Samaria. And Jesus had to leave Galilee. He left Judea rather to go to Galilee. It is almost like leaving here to go to Netherlands. Going down going down Vincent Road. And so Jesus had to go to Netherlands. And the short route was to go through Vincent Road. We are told that in these days, to leave Judea and go to Galilee, you had to first pass through Samaria or double up Samaria. And so the Bible says Jesus had to go through there, but there was a problem. We are told that in these days, People who came from Judea to go to Galilee, most of them were Jewish people. This is what history tells us. And these Jewish people did not want to go through Vincent Road, because 
when they went through the short route, they had to go through Samaria. In Samaria, there were people who were not Jews. People who were different to them. People who had a different way of doing things. But the Bible tells us that Jesus chose to take the shortcut. Jesus chose to go where people don't go. Jesus chose to go to people that other people don't go to. In the same way, Jesus will never, ever walk away from you, no matter who you are. Jesus will come to you even when other people don't come to you. We are told that when you went the roundabout way, avoiding to go through Samaria, you would have to walk for six days so people chose to take the long route and walk for six days than take the shorter route and go into Samaria. You may ask, why did the Jews at this time avoid going through Samaria? I'll tell you why. Because there were tensions between the Jews and the Samaritans at this time. You see, our world is a world where there's tensions. We fight. We differ. Our world is a world where problems come up because we are the problem. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, what's making you are the problem. <laughs> tell, tell, tell your other neighbor, say, neighbor, what's making you are I am the problem. Yeah. But our world is filled with tensions. We are a people who have issues. We are a people who have unresolved issues. And these unresolved issues tear our families apart. These unresolved issues tear our societies apart. These unresolved issues tear our marriages apart. These unresolved issues make friends to become enemies. These unresolved issues cause people who grew up together to part ways and go separate ways. And so it's, it's in this story that we're reading that Jesus decided, I am not going to avoid going through the shorter route. I'm not going to run away from the problem. I am going to go to Samaria. The reason they didn't go through Samaria is because secondly, there were racial issues between Samaritans and Jews. Jews didn't want to have anything to do with Samaritans and the same went for the Samaritans. Jews even went to an extent of calling Samaritans dogs. They would rather take a long route than meet Samaritans. You see, Samaritans were of a mixed descent between Jews and Babylonians. They were a people who, through war, through slavery, many of them had intermingled and intermarried with people from other people groups. So they were like a mixed breed people. They were people who were like half this, half that. They shared, however, a common lineage with the Jews. Even if they were not 100% Jew, but there was a little bit of Jews in them. But still... They wanted to discriminate against them. 
Like the, our world does to discriminate against people of certain colors. Discriminate against people simply because they don't talk like us. They don't sound like us. They don't look like us. They don't behave like us. Number three, there were also religious issues. Because when the Samaritans started staying in Samaria, they developed their way of living. And they had adopted different worship practices. They had their own five books of Moses called the Pentateuch. They read these five books of Moses. But these five books were not written in the language of the Jews, which was Hebrew. They were written in everyday language called the Aramaic language, like Skamto. Can you imagine Bible in what And so they were everyday people. Even their Bible didn't have certain books. And they had even gone to a point of building their own temple in opposition to the temple that was in Jerusalem. And so the Jews regarded Samaritans as ignorant, superstitious. They said about them, you are outside of God's favor. You are outside of God's consideration. Please listen to this. Never allow anybody to tell you that you are outside of God's favor. God favors you and God loves you. Never allow anybody to tell you that God has forgotten about you. God has not forgotten about you. You are made in the image of God. Can I hear an amen in this house? And so it is in the light of all these things and these tensions that Jesus wanted to demonstrate that God will not side with our racism. God will not side with our hatred. God will not side with our discrimination. God will not side with our divisions in society. God will not side with our religious differences because God made us all. God made us from one blood. And so when Jesus came to Samaria, from the long journey he had walked, he was tired. And he came and sat at the well of Jacob. The Bible tells us his disciples had gone away to buy food. And then this woman came. It's very funny that she came at this time of the day at 12. Usually when women in these days went to draw water from the well, they went very early in the morning. Now the Bible doesn't say so, but I think this lady was trying to avoid something. Because you have to know a little bit about her life to come to that conclusion. See, this lady, the Bible tells us that she had had failed relationships. She was living with somebody who was not her husband. And she had had five other husbands before. We don't know what was wrong. We don't know where the problem was. We don't know where the issue was. But I'm sure it is just like today. If somebody... So we don't know what the issue was. Maybe, maybe, maybe this lady was confronted by the other ladies. We, we don't know. The Bible doesn't say. Probably maybe when they went to go and fetch water in the morning. Hey, 
Baya koye na baru yawasi wena sanele ngangshenge tinzong nyayasi tinzong. And so maybe we don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us. Probably she decided, you know what? I, I don't want to go when everybody is going. I want to have my own peace. I've got my own issues. I want to stay away from trouble. So I will only go during the day when all of them are not there. But she didn't know that even when she went at a different time, God knew about her. Because God knows about you. God knows, even when you try to hide, when you try to run away, God will come for you, not to destroy you. He will come for you to try and change you, to try and save you, to try and change your life. God will always come. And so here she was. She meets Jesus. And Jesus starts talking to her. This woman can't take it. Because first of all, this man who's talking to her, that she didn't know who she was, he was, he's a Jew. And she knows that she being Samaritan, him being a Jew, they had nothing to do with each other. But Jesus not only talks to her, she asks this woman to offer her water from her clay pot. Jesus is showing this woman that even if other people like me they say you are contaminated. They say you are bad, you are evil. I don't think you are like that. Jesus is talking to her humanity. She is talking to her personhood. She is saying to this woman, you are valuable and you are precious in the sight of God. Like every one of you here, even if everybody walks away from you, there's a God in heaven who says to you today, you are valuable and you are precious in my eyes. And this woman is surprised and she's shocked. And she says to Jesus, how can you, being a Jewish man and a rabbi on top, a pastor on top, a bishop on top, a priest on top, how can you want to have water from me? Because you know that Jews and Samaritans have no dealings with each other. You know that men like you look down upon women like me. You know that you as a religious leader cannot even be seen to be having contact with somebody like me. But Jesus was trying to show that you are made in the image of God. Jesus was affirming her nationality. That being Samaritan doesn't mean you must be discriminated against. Jesus was challenging racism. Jesus was challenging things that had been there for, he, for a long time. Jesus was saying what history has done, God can undo. Jesus was saying what people have been saying, what people have been believing doesn't represent what God is. Jesus was confronting this ugly thing called racism. Because as we read in Genesis 1.26, we are all made in the image of God. As we read in Acts chapter 17, all of us, all nations of the world, God gave us the same blood. Jesus was saying to this woman, God accepts you as you are. But then we find out that this woman as well had her own issues. She couldn't keep stable relationships. 
She lived a lonely life. People had taken advantage of her. She looks like somebody who had lost hope. But thank God that on this day, Jesus came her way. Even if she had come to the well to get water, to quench her natural thirst, but this woman had a thirst and a longing for something greater. The reason her life was like this is because God was not in her life. The reason her life was this, like this is because she had not encountered Jesus Christ. The reason her life was this is because she didn't know how to stop what she was doing. She didn't know how to stop living the way she was living. And Jesus came and started talking to her and said to her, Woman, I know you came for this water, but if you knew who is talking to you, if you knew who is it who is saying, I'm asking for water, you would ask water from him if you only knew. And this woman said to Jesus, how come you're offering me water? Do you think you are greater than our fathers? Jesus said, listen woman, you can come to this well every day. You can get water from this well every day. You will drink the water from this well. But after drinking the water from this well, you will still go thirsty. But if you can drink the water that I give to you, the water that I give to you will be inside of you a well springing up to everlasting life. Because that's what God is able to do with all our needs, with all our pain, with all our trouble. When he touches our lives, when he comes into our lives, he sets right what is wrong. When he comes into our life, he changes what is wrong about us. When he comes into our life, he goes into our experiences. This woman had experienced pain, discrimination, disappointment, loneliness, bitterness. But I want you to know, even if you may be in this condition as this woman, you also can take a step towards hope. You also can respond to Jesus. So when this woman heard the story, she said to Jesus, Sir, give me this water that I may never thirst again. And then Jesus later on revealed to this woman that I am the Messiah. And the woman said, I believe in you, Messiah. And when she expressed her belief in Christ, something happened on the inside of her. The Bible tells us after this encounter, she ran into the city to go and call all the other men and told them, come and see, I have met somebody who is different. I have met somebody who has given me what my heart has been longing for for all these years. I have met somebody who's taken away my pain, taken away my fear, taken away my loneliness. I have met somebody who has told me I have made in the image of God. I have met somebody who's told me I am valuable and I'm precious in the sight of God. Not only did she call the men, she called the entire city. And when the people in the city 
heard her speak. They know about her. They know what she used to do. They know what they used to say about her. They knew the type of person that she was. But when they heard her talk like this, they came to come and see who is this person who has changed the life of this woman. And the Bible says when they came and they found Jesus and they met Jesus, they also started to believe in Jesus like the woman believed in Jesus. They took a step into hope. Today, more than 2,000 years later, we are gathered together here today to remember Jesus Christ who not only took a step to help this woman, but who took a step to help the whole world. Jesus, who 2,000 years ago died on the cross of Calvary. And when he died, it was very clear he's dying for all kinds of people. When he died on the cross, it was clear that he is suffering for all kinds of people. The Bible tells us before he died, his cross was carried by Simon of Cyrene. The place called Cyrene is modern-day Libya. His cross was carried by a man from Africa. So when Jesus hung on the cross, he didn't leave Africa out. He didn't leave the African out. We are told when he was hung on the cross, he was hung between two thieves. So when Jesus died on the cross, he was dying even for the thief. Dying even for the one who took a gun and blew somebody's brains out. He was dying for somebody who killed somebody. Somebody who has been to jail. He was dying for that person. He was also dying for the person who steals from pick and pay. Somebody who steals from Mamponya Mall. Jesus was dying for that person as well. He hung on the cross between two thieves. The Bible tells us as well. Before he was crucified. He was beaten by the Roman soldiers. So even Roman citizens were involved in this. We are told he was persecuted by the religious leaders from the Jewish religion. So Jesus died for the African, for the Roman, for the Jews. Jesus died for the thief as well. There were men and women in attendance as they watched Jesus die on the cross. Jesus died for men. Jesus died for women. Jesus died for the young and for the old. He hung on the cross. The Bible tells us his cross hung between heaven and earth. Why? He was dying, representing heaven. Dying, showing that heaven loves people. But also he was dying, representing mankind. Understanding our weaknesses. Understanding our faults and our problems. Understanding our wrongs. Understanding all challenges that we have. He died between heaven and earth. The Bible tells us as well. The cross was on a hill called Calvary. Outside the city. When they persecuted prisoners in these days. They would push them outside of the city. To say you are an outcast. We don't want you in this society. Jesus died for the outcasts. 
those who are thrown out. We're also told that his clothes were torn and they gambled over his clothes. Jesus died even for those who gamble. Jesus died for all of us. He came and died on the cross. Jesus came to give hope to all of us. So Jesus died for all of us. Just like he went to Samaria. Through the cross, he took a step towards all humanity. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 19 tells us, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Not counting people's sins against them. You see, God doesn't hold your sin against you. God doesn't hold your wrong against you. God is not going to take your sin and beat you on the head with it. God's not going to take your wrong and beat you on the head with it. God is saying, I am singing a song of reconciliation. I am calling you to come and drink from the water of life. God is saying, I am inviting you to come just as you are. God is saying, whether you are a thief, whether you are a gambler, whether you are a murderer, whether you are lonely, whether you feel lost, whether you are an outcast, whether people talk about you, whether people don't like you, whatever you have done, I am calling you, I am calling you to come just as you are. God was through the cross bringing reconciliation. God was through the cross saying, I am taking the first step towards you. I am taking the first step to tell you I love you, to tell you you are valuable and precious, to tell you you are made in my image. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 17 tells us, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And John chapter 1 verse 12 says, To all those who received him, he gave them the power to become the children of God. When you take a step towards him, like I'm going to give you an opportunity today, when you take a step towards him and say, here I come. I've come for the water of life. I have come to drink from the water of life. I have come because I bring my sins to you. I bring my wrongs to you. I know you are the only one who can change my life. When you take that step towards him, he will come into your life. He will change your life. He will transform your life. Because God looks at you as valuable and as precious. Even if people don't love you, God loves you. Even if people don't care about you, God cares about you. Even if people around you don't know who you are, God knows who you are. Even if people around you say there's no hope for you, God says there is hope for you. And today, as I'm about to pray, I want to invite you from wherever you are to take a step towards hope just like this woman did and you say I am coming Lord to come and drink of the water of life I am coming to come and receive change and transformation from you I am coming because I know you are the only one who can change my life 
Will you bow your heads, please, and close your eyes? And I want to ask that people should not move around at this moment. Would you bow your heads, please? This is an important moment in this place. Because right where you are, my brother, my sister, my mother, my father, you can come to Jesus and he can change you. You can come to him and he can transform your life. You can come to him and he can transform you. Bow your heads, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Pusa, you Pagateka, O Puzayo, O Puzayo, Lawa Manzi, O Puzayo, Lawa Manzi, Agobi. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed all over this place. My brother, my sister, right where you are, today is your day to have an encounter with Jesus. No matter what it is that has gone wrong in your life, only Jesus is able to make right what is wrong. He reaches out to you. He invites you today and says, come, come. Take a step into hope. Take a step so that your life can change. Take a step so that your life can be transformed. I want to lead you in a prayer today. A prayer of inviting Jesus to come into your life. To come into your heart. As the Bible says, to all those who received him, he gave them the power to become the children of God. God knows how to change your life. God knows how to transform your life. God knows how to turn your life around. If you will take a step towards him today, as we have our heads bowed, our eyes closed, all over this place, I know there are people who are saying, I want Jesus to change my life. I want Jesus to transform my life. I know he died for me more than 2,000 years ago. He hung on the cross and he died for me. No matter how many things that are wrong that you've done, Jesus is able to change your life. If you're here today and you say, yes, I want to invite Jesus in my life. Yes, I want to receive Jesus in my life. 
today in this place and I need prayer. If that is you, would you raise your hand please right where you are. I want to pray for you. Just raise it up all over this place. That's right, raise it up all over this place. Whether you are up, up there or on the floor here, raise your hand all over, all over this place. The Spirit of God is in this place. I ask people not to move around, please, ushers, help us. People mustn't move around there. People mustn't move around, please. Please, people mustn't move around at the back there. Ushers, please. I'm asking you, please, people mustn't move around there. Thank you. Just raise your hand right where you are. The reason I don't want people to move around is because there are people here whose eternity hangs in the balance. There are people here whose decision today will make a difference in their life. A difference between going to heaven and being with God or going into destruction forever and forever. Jesus didn't come to condemn you. He came to give you hope. Will you take a step towards hope today? If you've raised your hand, would you please just stand on your feet right where you are? If you raise your hand, just stand on your feet. Just stand on your feet right where you are. That's right. That's right. All over. That's right. We're happy for you. We're happy for you. Thank you, Lord. Just stand on your feet. Stand on your feet all over this place. Just stand. Stand. Take a step today towards hope. Take a step towards Jesus who's able to help you. Just stand right where you are. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Even if you didn't raise your hand and you know you should have raised your hand, but you want to stand with these people, go ahead and stand right now. Stand on your feet. That's right. Give them a big hand as they stand. Give them a big hand as they stand. That's right. Hallelujah. Listen. I'm going to ask you to take one more step. It doesn't matter how far you are. We will wait for you. I will wait for every single one of you. Those of you who are standing, I want to pray for you. We prepared this whole place for you today. I'm going to ask you if you are standing on your feet to come from where you are. And as you come, please walk at the designated area. Just come. Take all your belongings. Don't leave your belongings behind. Take all your belongings. Come. Let's pray together. Give them a hand as they come. Come on. Come on. Jesus said, I will give you of the water of life. And when you drink the water of life, you'll never thirst again. You'll never thirst again. Come and drink of the water of life as we pray with you. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody, give them a big hand as they come. Keep on coming, we'll wait for you. Keep on coming, we'll wait for you. Keep on coming, see the children come. The young people come. The elderly people come. Come as you are. Come with all your problems. Come with all your issues. Come with all your pain. Come with all your hurt. Jesus. 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 He's the one who changes lives. Keep on coming. Keep on coming.